In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry-leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us. Faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to talk about it outdoors, boys, and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy of Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does, he exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life, as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed the Seed located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs, with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that'll make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. 
Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. Yeah, I'm ready. Sorry, I didn't ask. All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson studio. Nick's back from Idaho, and I can't wait to hear all about this trip. It's been like a mystery. He said, read you a book, son. It's going to be a fun one here to talk about tonight. I don't know why I'm so excited. I'm nervous. It's been a week since we did a podcast. Woo, I'm out of breath already. Tyler's joining us. Cody ain't here. What a surprise. I can't wait to hear all about this trip. Y'all pull up a chair and say a wow. You know, that's what happens when he gets out of bed and, and goes turkey hunting before he goes to work. He can't make it to the podcast, Nick. That's what happens. I ain't saying nothing else. I've already <laughs> said enough to him. You've been on his butt. Him and Tyler done went and knocked down turkeys. We're going to hear all about that on a later episode. People's tagged out at Talk About It Outdoors. Georgia hammers. That's what it's all about this turkey season. We have, I tell you what, we brought on a list of killers. That's what we did. I'm thinking so, man. Combined inches of what, about? 185 inches worth yeah, of beer. Yeah, worth of beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm kidding. Well, them Super Jakes they shot this morning, that would have probably added up to be some good ones. Oh, uh, good to be back in here. It is, it is fine and dandy to be back in uh, in the studio with you. Um, you've been teasing and teasing and teasing all kinds of stuff on Instagram, sending me text messages. We've talked very little on the phone because I didn't want to mess this up. Felt like I had something on my nose. Yeah, nobody knows. Cody asked me today, "When are you gonna send me those pictures? When are you? Gonna, I ain't sending no pictures." I, I, I like the, I like it because we we haven't shared with anybody, and and somebody asked today when you tell you about the trip, and you're like, tune into the podcast if you want to hear the trip. So, yep, it was um, it was definitely one for the books, man. I think I want to do this one a little different. I was thinking about this today on how I want you to tell the story, and and I want you to take the time because. The state of Idaho, and most people that probably listen to this show, including myself and, and Tyler and Cody and Caleb and Mayo and maybe Jason Lewis has been there. I'm not sure, but Tucker, I'm sure happened. But everybody that listens to the show, Idaho is probably unknown as it could be. I mean, as far as the landscape, the layout. So I want, you know, to kind of take that and paint a picture of what it looks like and give people the idea, and then you could tell all the fun stories I'm sure you got to, to tell about it. Well, before we get too far along, I just want to say I had a great time with my dad. I had a great time with Blaine. I had a great time with Rusty. It was good reconnecting with old friends and, and just being able to share camp one more time. Um, tell For everyone who doesn't know, tell about Rusty and, and yeah. just a backstory because he was on the show with us. Yeah, so my dad worked with this guy named Rick Lemke um, down at Lockheed for, for many, many years, and and uh, now they're both retired, but his son moved out to Idaho to join the Air Force about 20-plus years ago. Um, he's five years older than me, and we hunted in a club down in Putnam County, Georgia. And he moved out there, and we just – he just he stayed out there because he liked hunting so much that there's so much hunting to do. 
and he just decided to stay there. So um, he still works there. He's got um, two boys. Um, I think he said they're 12, 11, and 13. Um, he called them every day, which was really good. They were excited. Um, they knew the exact countdown of how many days left of school. So, um, no, nah, it was just good to reconnect with those guys, man, and just and just see him. And his passion for hunting is still there like I remember it 20 years ago. He was a big hunter growing up. Big time. Uh, here in Georgia, and you, y'all were in a club together and got to do some hunting. And that, that is a – it's funny how the circle kind of came fuller around. And do you think before we did this show you'd ever went out there turkey hunting? Probably not. That's pretty But you know the, <clears throat> the thing about being rusty because he lives in Idaho, and Idaho – you don't really realize how big the state is, you know, until you compare it to, you know, basically from the top from Canada all the way down. It's this is this as long as Washington and Oregon and a little bit of uh California, I think. I mean, wow. it's a very long state. And where we hunted at was like six hours north of where Rusty lived. Okay. And so he had never been to that part. So that was that was new for him too. So Well, right out of the gate, traveling, um, you you know, you guys got on an airplane and went west a long way west how long was the flight it was five hours yeah we flew into spokane washington so it was one way no layover which was great yeah i just i think they just now um not recently have changed that so that you can fly into spokane spokane however you pronounce it and um, no mask no mask that was that was awesome yeah um the the flight was not full so we was able to spread out which was nice then we get out there and we rent this uh Get out of the airport, and we rent this um, truck. And last year, we rented a Dodge, four drive, and that Dodge sat real low in the front end. We're like, and she asked me, she said, do you want a Dodge or you want a Chevrolet? Me not liking really either one of them. I wanted a Ford, <laughs> but she didn't offer that. And I said, well, let's try the Chevrolet this time. So we get our stuff. We head out there to the Chevrolet, and we're walking down through there, and it's uh, number 137. And Blaine said, is that that trail boss we get to have, you know? It's kind of lifted up, tires and wheels on it. We're like, man, shoot, yeah, it's going to be nice from what we had last year. Yeah, we get about three or four miles down the road, and that thing's a piece of crap. Wah, 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 wah. Got these piece of crap Goodyear tires on it. Man, it was so noisy. We just, we sucked it up, drove it to where we hunted, which is about two hours away. (laughs) (laughs) And the route that it gave us took this back road. So, that thing only made that noise between 55 and 62. Well, you can only hover about 57, oh 58 miles gosh. an hour. So sometimes on those back roads, I'd, I'd either put it to the floor or slow down. I'd get so tired of hearing it. But um, I end up emailing Enterprise and ask. No, I take that. Let me take that back. I end up calling Enterprise and told them I rented a truck for them. I was several hours away. Would you? Would they come down and switch switch it out? This was on a Sunday. She said, "No, we can't do it on Sunday, but we'll do it on Monday." So they end up calling me, but I didn't have a whole lot of service there. But they were willing to come down there and swap it out. But I said, "I." She actually emailed me, and I emailed her back. And long story short, we just ended up keeping it. But it was. I'm glad we had it for some of the roads that we did take. So, first impressions when you you get off in Washington, you drive into Idaho. What's you? Paint the picture for us a little so bit about Washington, the lay, layout. Washington going down the way we went is basically just rolling hills, but it's farmland. And it's, I mean, it's beautiful country. I mean, just like they got these big, big tractors, like way bigger than like the Midwest. These are got like tracks on them because they're pulling these hills or they're double tired on each side. 
but they just all they grow in that part of Washington is wheat and alfalfa. So I mean, it's just beautiful rolling hills, and then in the background you can see the mountains with the snow on them. Oh wow! And then get on down through there, and you'll start seeing those um um with them fans. Oh, the but, turbines, yeah, the, the generator yeah. fans. We saw a lot of those. I never saw those. Um, them jokers are big. Ain't they, they are big. Yeah, we we saw them. From, we saw them from a long distance and got up on them. We're like, holy crap! But what a be- it was a beautiful ride. I mean, it was kind of not an interstate, but just big rolling fields. And do you know how did did you look at the lights the way they flashed on them things? Did you notice no, them day, at night? It was daylight. The no. lights on those, so we could see them in Iowa when we go and and. I want to tell this right, if I can remember. So the lights on those towers, they used to all sync and flash at the same time. And, or excuse me, they used to all flash at different times. And it was messing with pilots. They were thinking it was a runway, you Mm -hmm. know, lighting up Mm -hmm. as it goes. So they had to sync all those lights out there. And I don't know if it's the same way out that way, but they had to sync them where they would flash at the same time. Really? So they would come on, come off, you know, and it Mm -hmm. it wouldn't confuse pilots because it looked like a runway they was flying into, and it would watch well, screw you up at night in the air. You see a bunch of like, oh God, what is that? I ain't landing in a cornfield. Now, it, they, there's not, there's usually not just one of them either. There's usually several of them. Um, but you know something else that happened on the on the airplane. I was able to spread out back there in the back, and I was working on editing some YouTube video. Well, I had it all pretty much done. You know, I wasn't going to post it on YouTube yet, but I had. Most of it done, and we land, and I go to move the footage off my uh, Premiere Pro, and the footage disappears. So I get, when we get to the room, I try to recover it. Long story short, I end up having to redo it all. That was a video that you actually dropped of your public land turkey hunt, That's right? correct, yeah. yeah. So I kind of knew how it was going to flow. It didn't take me as long, but yeah, that was it. Then we got down to, um, we got down to the town we hunted, we we. Went to the grocery store. We are we already knew we was gonna. Stop what kind it. of grocery store was it? It was a. It, it's was it a Milo or a? No, it was like a little mini mart. It was um hometown or something. Yeah, it was like a size of a Dollar General. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, just a small, small town. Uh, we were one hour from the closest hospital, and and I know why, and I'll tell you that in a minute. But um, we um we got our groceries. Went. We got an Airbnb. Met the guy. He let us in. Kind of showed us around and. We probably sat there and talked to him for 30 or 45 minutes, and we started, Blaine and Dad started changing their clothes, and we kept talking to him. And quick story, the guy, my dad asked him, said, how much snow you guys get out here? And uh, he said, oh, we don't get that much. He's about four feet. And I'm like, dude, we get maybe get four inches on a good four year. Four feet? <laughs> yeah. He said, I, I told him, we, may, we usually get maybe four inches on a good year in Georgia. He's like, oh, yeah, we don't get much. We just get like four feet. Good God! <laughs> he said it's up to the bottom of these windows when it slides off that metal roof. And the bottom of the window is about six foot off the ground. Good <laughs> Lord! I'm like, man, you get a lot more than I get. I can promise you that. But now nah, he was a super nice guy and uh, very helpful, and um, just a great place to stay. So going into the first day, y'all y'all arrived at what time was it? Uh, we got out there, so we left here at six. Um, no, our flight here was at ten. And we got out there at like a twelve their time, so you could so it would have been three, three hours, hours back, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was three hours behind. Um, so we got out there, and which was end up being a super long day. I guarantee you. Um, so we got our stuff situated and headed out again. This house, renting this house, was the best decision we ever done. 
It was way better than a hotel. You was able to go in there, cook, had a kitchen, had a living room. Um, spread out. Just spread out, yeah. It was real nice. So we go and we start hitting some roads and start blowing the uh, Randy Anderson hot dog. And we got one struck up, and he we tried to we tried to drive around on it, couldn't find it. You'd blowed what? The Randy Anderson hot dog. You never seen that? I have seen that. Ain't that a coyote call? Yeah. You locate turkeys with that. Yeah, I've heard you mention that before. Yeah. I think I'll blow your eardrums out, son. <laughs> Man, all right. <laughs> yeah. So we'd we'd drive every so often and stop and hit that because it was it wasn't late late, but it was on up in the four, five, six o'clock out there. So we were trying to locate some birds for the next morning, just hitting some roads to see what the terrain and stuff looked like. And um we go had Rusty I, got there yet. He, no, 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 no. Rusty okay. hadn't got there. This is still Sunday. And as we go back to the we go back to the room and the guy said, Man, there's a lot of birds right here around the house. So we got back and we walked up on this clear cut and I started blowing that thing. Man, they were just turkeys everywhere. <laughs> so now is that huntable land? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah um huntable land it's all uh there's 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 a there's a ton of public land out there but then you got timber company and you had to get a permit for it um so that behind the house is a lot of uh it's called pot latch it's just a big timber company mm-hmm. it's actually called something else on there but i don't know how to pronounce it but um it's just big timber company you got to have a permit to hunt it so we basically i think from that house we heard four birds that afternoon dang i mean it was it was unreal and up until dark, like, I just kept blowing that thing just to hear them. And, uh, you know, a lot goes back to South Dakota. They sound a lot like and, – and they're a Merriam out there. They're a little bit crossed. Um, actually, the one of the guys I talked to, they kind of prefer – or uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Hybrid. Yeah, but they call it a – he calls it a mutt. And um, it don't have real white tips like a true Merriam. It's got more yellow, but they've got the same gobble. Like a crossbreed turkey. Yeah. Was that an Eastern and a – No, I think they uh, brought Rios and uh, Merriams in there. Okay. And um, so, anyways, we got up the next morning. It gets – I may be wrong when I say this, but it gets – I think when you pull it up, it gets light out there at 5. Okay. So, that would have been seven, 8 o'clock in Georgia, I think. Yeah. yeah 8 o'clock sorry. in Georgia. So, we get out the next morning, we go up, and we're we're a little bit late, and we go up there where we thought that bird might have been. We're going to go in there on it. So, we park the truck at the gate, and we're sitting there, and we keep hearing this um, keep hearing this sound. And it's like. <laughs> swear. And I'm like, we look at one another, we're like, what is that? And it just kept doing it. And I'm like, is Grandpa down there trying to work on a tractor or what? I can't tell what it is. So, anyways, we go in there, get after the bird. Um, we continue to keep hearing sounds like that. Didn't know what the crap it was. And people's gonna laugh when they hear this. And I'll tell it in a second. But um, people's gonna laugh. But so we get back in there, and we get on this bird. And my dad spots it first thing, and it's down in this like little meadow, and it's strutting with his hands. So we knew we weren't gonna call to it. So we tried to slip around on it. Anyways, I got some great footage of it, strutting on this stump. We tried to work that bird, work that bird. We could never get on it. He ends up going up on this peak. We make a we make a uh, kind of a big push around the side of this mountain. And it's pines. like They do a lot like Georgia. They'll go in there and cut that timber because I guess they use a lot of that. A lot of pines out there. Like They call them black pines, and um, um, there's several different names of them. I don't know all of them. 
But they go in there and cut the timber just like Georgia, and then they'll replant it with something. So <clears throat> this timber we was in was like 6 to maybe t- 10, 12 foot tall. And you could see those birds kind of going in and out. Well, we'd heard other birds too. So we said, let's go back to camp because Rusty's almost there. And as we're going out, this bird strikes up again. And Blaine makes a move up this big hill. And I go up this drainage ditch and try to – I try. we try to play like, I'll call over here, you sneak around on the right side. So he does that, and Blaine gets up the top of the hill, and a dang deer jumps up, man, and runs the turkey off. So that kind of blowed that cover. So we go out. Rusty gets there. Um, we sat around and talk. Rusty's ready to go, man. He'd been in the truck. He missed his turn. It took him like six and a half hours. Oh, wow. So he missed his turn, and, and he got there, whatever, and he brought two motorcycles. Well, we thought he was, he was going to bring four, but his buddies were baiting bear, I think he said. So they had to use those. And um, so he brings them, and we decide what we're going to do. Well, Rusty's, I guess he already kind of had a game plan. He's like, hey, I'm taking your dad. You and Blaine hunt together. And that's and that we'll cover more ground. And, and, you know, hindsight makes perfect sense. Right. So we unload the dirt box, and we're like, hey, we heard some birds across the thing, across the road here. We're going to go back in there. So, listen, I'm not a dirt bike rider. <laughs> I grew up with a four-wheeler, okay? <laughs> I grew up with a four-wheeler, 100%. You ain't but, no Travis for Strahd, are no, you? No, 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 no. And Blaine's, Blaine's really good on a dirt bike. And these things are 250. Um, they were four strokes, so they was it was nice, you know. Like an enduro bike. Uh, no, they were a dirt bike. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they were just four strokes, and they were size two fifty, and, and and they ran good and, and pulled us good. But so <laughs> we go out the driveway, get to the paved road, and you have to go straight across, hit this gravel road, and as we're going through there, you're passing houses. Well, the guy's got a sign there that says no public access. He does that so people don't come up there and hunt. Mm-hmm. But there's a gate up there, and you can hunt. So. This being my first time on a dirt bike, and probably since I was no, no telling how old, I'm going up through there putting real easy. Blaine takes off in front of me up through there, and here comes two of those guys' dogs off the hill, oh. and they're on Blaine's ass. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I hope to get him so I can keep going. I don't know what to do. So Blaine just guns it, you know, to get them following him because he knows. I mean, he was trying to he was trying to look out for me, and, and I take off, and we get past them. They don't. They don't mess with us, which I was, I ain't going to lie, I was a little bit nervous. It was a big old sheepdog. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, only thing I could see was me riding out through there and sliding that thing sideways and that dog eating my ass up. <laughs> but so we we go up through there, get up back up through there, and we, we ride way back up on this mountain. Man, there's in Idaho, there's tons of service roads, and you can you can take those bikes and or horses or whatever. You just Most of the gates are locked, and you can take you, uh, ATVs anything like that around the gates and go ride all you want to. And, and for anybody that wanted to go out there just to take a family vacation to ride and rent a side-by-side, you could ride for the for days and never see the same same thing. So we get way back up on this mountain and we park. And we're like, let's just walk around. We got up in some bigger timber because we'd rode through a lot of clear cut. So we, we walk around this corner and we start calling and we see a hen. And she's feeding down there along the thing. And we saw some feathers out there in front of us. We was like, well, somebody must have got them one. So we head back and um, head back to the truck or the motorcycle, sorry. And we're walking down this road. And this, just imagine this road. This, this road is like a South Georgia dirt road. I mean, it's there's no rocks. There's nothing on this road but dirt. And we go out through there. And I was like, well, I, it was up in the day, whatever. I was going to give Kelsey a call. So I gave her a call. I was talking to her on the phone. We come back around this corner. And we were probably 100 yards from the dirt box. And I heard a hen. 
and I was like, oh, crap. I just heard a bird just make a noise. I'm like, oh, crap. I just fell to one knee and laid on the ground. I was laying on my belly, and I just I hung up on her, and Blaine fell down there next to me, kind of behind me a little bit, and I kept telling Blaine, I'm like, man. I was like, I don't know what I hit with my knee, but dang, it's hurting. And we kept laying there, and you could hear her down there in the woods going back and forth, going back and forth. And I was like, man, I don't know what I've done, but <clears throat> my dang knee is hurting. And we probably laid there about, seemed like probably 20 minutes. So it was probably five. And I finally told Blaine, I said, I don't know if that's a gobbler there or not, but I've got to get up. I feel like wet in my pants. And I stood up, and my camouflage pants were soaking wet from my knee all the way to my leg. And I was like, what the crap? And for anybody that saw the story, I pulled my pants leg up to my knee, and my knee was just split completely open. I mean, it looked like somebody took a razor knife and cut it wide open, dude. And I'm like, what the crap? We didn't see nothing there. I don't know what it was, so I couldn't get the bleeding to stop. So I took a, I t- had a bunch of napkins in my bag, took them out, held them on it. We just kept sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And I was like, I ain't got nothing else. And I was like, well, I got this Talk About It shirt on. <laughs> I was like, I know a guy I can get another one from. <laughs> and Blaine was trying to give me his face mask. And I was like, no, we're not going to ruin that. And I said, I got, I use one of these Talk About It shirts. So I took everything off, stripped it all down, and we took my knife and cut the bottom part off of it and made me a crop top. And wrapped it around. There'll be pictures of that coming back later. <laughs> but it was in the worst spot. It was right there where it bends. And and it and it just wouldn't stop bleeding. So as I was wrapping that uh, shirt around my leg, I looked down, and believe you not, there was a damn fletching right there. And I looked, and there was a 125-grain broadhead on the end of that son of a gun. That's what you kneeled down I on. I fell down on that broadhead out of all places in the middle of nowhere in Idaho. What kind of broadhead was it? It looked like one. It was a fixed blade with the with the big uh, with the big blades, and then it had the two small blades on the side. Oh, what are those? Uh, 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 iron iron wheel, yeah. something like what? that. Wow, fell right on it, dude. Now the 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 arrow was broke completely in half, the um, carbon part, and it was sticking up a little bit in the back. And I told Blaine, I said, "Can you believe that? Out of all places to fall, talking about bad luck." So I don't really know if, I, if for 100% I fell on the blade or if I fell on that carbon. Yeah. But I would assume the way it sliced it, it had to be that blade. blade. Yeah, because the way it cut and it And you didn't open. even feel. Did it cut you? You cut your pants. Oh, yeah, it cut my pants too. Yeah. But I, I just thought I just – I didn't know what I nailed down. Yeah, I yeah. guess I just put enough pressure on it and when I slid over. Oh, God, that makes boy. me cringe, boy. Lord so, have mercy. We left it there in the road for the next guy. No, I'm kidding. We threw it through the woods. But, you got it and brought it back with you for a but we did take, we did a we did take a picture of it, and um, Wayne was taking pictures of it, making fun of him. Um, did, but, it, but eventually it quit so, no, Well, so we got we got on the box. We actually heard a bird and got back on the box and headed headed out to um, – Back over there, that bird, and we started. We we actually seen the bird out in this clear cut. And we were gonna make a move on it. We got down there, and my dang pants were soaking wet again. So I ended up having to take my whole talk about it shirt off and wrap the whole thing. And I just sat there on the bank, left my leg elevated, and I called that little town. But their fire department was just like a volunteer, yeah, vol- volunteer fire department. And I called the owner because he was the owner of the house we rented. And he he worked for the EMT, and he said. He said, I can come up there and clean it up if you want me to, but you'll probably have to go to the hospital to get stitches an hour away. And I was like, well, let me just see what I can do. And uh, so that's what we that's what we did. Wow. There's so, a picture of it. That that's I don't know that that's an iron wheel or not, but boy, I'll tell you what. Look at you. What did you do? Get butt naked there? I, got, I, I pulled everything off of my pants. 
Oh Lord, have mercy! But we'll, I'll post a, we'll post a picture on social media. But yeah, um, look at that. What what terrible luck though. But anyway, so we um we went in there and hunted that bird. Oh, you went you got we, it stopped we, bleeding then. Well, I, I I just sat there on the side of the road and um it's a gravel service road and we saw that bird. Blaine made a move on it. I sat there with my leg elevated with that shirt wrapped around it and it finally quit bleeding. Well, Blaine comes back up there. We're sitting on the side of the road. And he couldn't get that turkey to gobble, and we were sitting there. And I said, "Let me let me try to let me try to call something, see if it'll see if it'll gobble." And I called, and he gobbled. He cut me off, and I'm like, "Uh oh." By then, it's like four or five o'clock in the afternoon, and I was like, "I'm gonna keep messing with him." Man, he was getting closer and closer. And the next time he gobbled, that road went down and made a curve, and he gobbled. And I said, "Dude, he's he's coming. He's coming up this road." And we saw tracks in every road out there. But I'm sitting there, and I start videoing. What do you know? Here comes those loggers. Oh, man. They're clocking out for the day. They was way back there in the back. Yeah, yeah. They come, I watched them come all the way down those service roads, come right by us. They never even knew we were sitting there. And wow. they, they drove out. The next time that gobbler gobbled, he was way down the hill. So that pretty much wrapped up Monday. We got back. Dad and them saw, saw a few birds. Um, didn't make anything happen. Tuesday, we had already knew it was going to rain. So we got up Tuesday morning, and it rained. So we just took out to riding, seeing what we could see, see if we could glass any of those meadows or, or private fields that backed up the public. And, man, let me tell you what. And, and, and I'm not saying this, that it's going to be easy if somebody listens to this and goes out there. But between roughly right after daylight and probably we quit riding around close to lunch, we, called, we saw 19 gobblers. Oh, my goodness. 19. And if we'd have been outlaws, son, You'd have been game over. We could have stepped out of the truck, loaded a shell in there, stepped up on the hill, and shot them. Golly. And I'm, I I really hope people don't go out there and do that. And just and especially the way the craze is going right now for people wanting to, to do their slam, you know, right. and kill 49 states just to get that one off the list and go to another one because, man, it would be super easy to. Wow. And they're, they're there. So that afternoon, we had – we had found a place, and I told Blaine, I said, I want to go back to this place. It's, it's a it's it's clear cut, and it goes the road goes out on top of a ridge, and the the really the the woods out there, or the land really doesn't lay much different than North Georgia. It's just rolling hill. The only thing I'll say about out there, like if you see the top of a hill, you know, like how you're in Georgia or Tennessee or Alabama, and you're like, I want to get up there at the top of that ridge right there. That's where that turkey's gonna come. You never find the top of that ridge out there. <laughs> you just keep walking and walking and walking. You're like, right there it is. Right there it is. But you never find it. He got same, th- same thing going down to a bottom. You're like, I'm getting right down there in that bottom because that gobbler's in that meadow. And you just keep walking and walking and walking. But um, And you believe me not, if you ever go out there and hunt, you'll understand what I mean. And it wasn't that bad of walking. It wasn't steep. It wasn't rocky. It wasn't in that in that part of the – Idaho it wasn't now Rusty said if you go a little bit further south towards the Hell's Canyon and all that you'll get in some rough country but anyway so we go out there we're setting up on this road in this like there's stumps they leave the stumps about four foot so I was just sitting there and I had that tube call and I kept hitting that tube call and nothing nothing and all of a sudden at about three or four hundred yard blind said there's one strutting and I'm like you kidding me that bird struts, 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 struts back and forth. He never even gobbled, never knew we were there. He was with two jakes and two hens, and it was a big bird. I got some great footage of it. 
I mean, beautiful fan. His mm-hmm. fan looked like it went from one side of the ground to the other. Oh. So we tried to make a move on him and uh, end up – we knew where he went. So as dark was cresting, we, we walked back to the truck, and it was about three miles back to the truck. And so we get back to the truck and decide to go back in there. This is Wednesday. So that was basically it. Dad and them didn't do no good on Tuesday because half the day was rain. Dad and them had spotted some birds. Um, Tuesday or Wednesday rolls around, right? Well, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday rolls around and Blaine said, I want to go back in there and try to get that bird we saw. I said, let's do it. So we get in there super early and we, uh, I'm going to tell a dirty story real quick. (laughs) Blaine, we got out at that gate and, uh, I I just took off running around the corner over there and I had to use restroom. Oh, I had to get on. I had (laughs) had to use restroom real quick and. And uh, we got back to the truck, and I didn't know this. Blaine didn't tell me, but I was there was a bird over there just hammering, just hammering. And Blaine thought I went over there to listen to it, see where it was at. And he walked around the corner over there. He said, all I seen was two white-ass cheeks. <laughs> but anyway, so, man, there were birds hollering. I mean, we probably heard five or six that morning. And knowing Blaine, he never said a word never when that happened. Well, he well, just well. turned around and walked back, <laughs> just son of a gun. So we, we took off walking in there, and I, and I got – Got a little ways in there, a couple hundred yards, and I forgot my forgot my phone, I think, and something else. So I took off back to the truck, grabbed it. We got in there, and we were going to deer hunt that bird, basically. And we had already learned by this point that these birds weren't too um, receptive to calling out there too much. So we were going to kind of deer hunt them. We, we set up. We, we was going to separate. So he set where we saw the one bird, the bird that night, and I went on out on the next ridge, basically on a high point, and just nestled up in this, like, log. And I sit there, and the, the birds out there start gobbling about between 5 and 5.15 because it gets daylight a little bit earlier than here. And they're, by 5.45, they're done. I mean, that's the gobbling is over. And so I'm sitting there, and Blaine can't see me. I can't see him. And three elk walk up. And they're, they're like 125 yards from me. And I video them, which was really cool. And one still had its antlers. He was a 4 by 4 And um, – Real cool. And they, big. Are they big? Yeah, This Rusty said that was a young one because he, he hadn't lost his antlers yet. Yeah. So he said he wasn't that big, but to me, I would have shot it if, right, I, right. if I had a bow. I mean, I'm just big-bodied animals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you we could, ain't never seen, I ain't never seen no elk no, in you could, person. So. Yeah, you could see them. Uh, it, was, it was cool just watching them come up that logging road. and They got up there. Man, they probably got within 100 yards of me, and they smelt me, and they took off. But um, anyways, I text Blaine about 830. I said, man, I hate this. I hate deer hunting these birds. I said, I want to call. I want to get in action. I want to call them up. So he, I was like, come over here with me. So he came over there with me, and we sat there and talked for a little while, and shot the breeze back and forth. And he, um, I was like, no, let me back up. One started gobbling over in this meadow. And we're like, well, I wonder what he's going to do. And we still hadn't called all morning. We hadn't made one, one sound. And... It kept gobbling, it kept gobbling, it kept gobbling. I was like, let's go kill that thing. Let's go kill him right now. So we walk around this service road, and this service road between where we were sitting and where that bird was gobbling was probably a 1,000 yards. And we take off walking and bump a hen, and we're taking our time. And when we when we nearly get over there, man, I mean almost over there where we can look down in that meadow, one gobbles, and he's over there where we had been sitting all morning. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, what the crap? And, again, we hadn't called. So, what he was coming to, the only thing we realized, he was probably coming to that other turkey goblin. So, we go over there, 
and this is a wide open clear cut. There's a dirt road on it, and I'm sitting right on the side of that dirt road. And it drops off very steep down to a bottom, and that bottom works out to a green meadow, which um, visualize a meadow being when you go in a holler, they took all the trees out, and it's maybe in parts it's 80 to 100 yards wide, just real green grass, and there's a lot of water because all the snow's melting. Mm-hmm. So there's just water running everywhere, and it looks like a basically a swamp. And on the other side over there, you can still see snow up in the in the in the woods. Well, when we walk around that corner and look down that meadow, we see that gobbler down there strutting, and we're like, "Heck yeah!" So I said, "Blaine, I'm gonna sit right here," and that that turkey was still gobbling back behind us. I said, "I'm gonna sit right here." I said, "You sneak down that thing, and we can make eye contact because it was so open." And I said, "When you get down there to a certain point, I'm gonna sit right here and call." and try to draw that bird up that little drainage right there in front of you in that meadow. He's like, deal. So I sit down next to this little bitty stump, put my gun in my lap, don't turn my GoPro on, have the big camera in my hand. Blaine's walking down that bottom. He turns around ever so often. And then another gobbler comes out in front of him. How that gobbler didn't see him, I have no idea. Comes out in front of him. It's about 60 yards. He didn't want to take the shot. It keeps going to the left. He works on down there. So I said, I had already told him, when you get to that one pile right there, I'm going to call. So he gets to that pile, and I can tell he's still wanting to move around to the left, and it ended up being a bigger space than he had originally thought. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there, got my camera in my hand, my gun's in my lap, pointed to the left. I'm sitting on the side of this hill, right in this wide open, no clue, nothing. And all of a sudden, dude, I should have had a camera on my face. I hear, (laughs) and that gobbler that had come from the other way, was standing at 30 yards with a Jake right next to me in the road. Oh, my gosh. And I can't move, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I do? And the Jake seemed a little cautious, but that turkey – and let me back up. When Blaine got to that spot, I started whipping. And I know people probably remember from the previous episode with Dave a long time ago. Some people call it whipping, witting, whatever. I started doing that. When that turkey gobbled, man – it scared me to death. And I looked like I looked kind of out of my right corner of my eye, and he was standing there strutting, and that Jake was looking, and I couldn't do nothing. I'm like, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? So I just kind of eased my right hand and set the camera down. And the Jake started getting a little cautious. He was kind of moving his head. And I said, I don't, I said, the only thing I can do is wait for him to walk back over that hill or I don't know. Or grab my gun real quick and try to shoot. So I had clicked my red dot off already. It wasn't even on. So they started getting a little cautious, and he come out of strut. And when he did, there was a there was a rise there off the side of that road, and it went up. Um, it, you'll see it on the video on YouTube, but it goes up, and and I reached down with my right hand, set my camera down, reached over in my lap, clicked that red dot three times, made it to the lowest light setting. And when they started going up that hill, man, I just turned in one motion and clicked the safety off, and I boom. <laughs> and that turkey, he kind of he kind of ran on up. I could tell he was hit, and I I went ahead and put one up there for insurance. And uh, man, he hit the ground, and that Jake flew off. Now, I, now at this point, you've scared Blaine to death, probably. Well, yes. So I run up there, and the, the the bird had just went over the crest of the hill, and I grabbed the bird, and I didn't want to yell because I didn't know what was going on down there. I couldn't see Blaine no more. So I didn't want to jump in for joy and stuff like that. And so I get I get the bird, whatever, and put it on this big stump up there and and Blaine comes out of that meadow and I just like throw my hands up, you know, like Rocky just wanna fight and I'm <laughs> up and down, up and down and 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 
And Blaine, he huffs it back up that hill, and he's like, man, I was five seconds from killing that other one. Golly, <laughs> when you shot it, yeah. run off. Yeah. Uh, well, he said when, he, when I shot, the bird was strutting out in front of him, but it was like 80 yards. And he was making a move because those trees got so many limbs, and they come all the way to the ground. Blaine was crawling through those limbs. And um, he gets out there, and he said the bird is just strutting at 80 yards. And when I shot, he said the bird come out of strut and walked straight over to where the, like, the woods were like uh, like real dense and dark where the snow was and just stood there in that snow. And uh, stood there for a little while and just walked off. Like what never really was scared, like run off. So he comes up there, and, man, I was just – I was tore up. I was shaking. I was excited. And, and, and I was like, man, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe I was able to spin on it and – and and we kind of use that for our knowledge, like man, this this bird was coming to the other bird goblin. So we talked, whatever, took a bunch of pictures, went over and done a closing, and um, we uh, eat our uh, rice krispies treat. <laughs> so we went out, and well, let me back up. So we're sitting there on that log and and making a little closing video or whatever. And I'm like, let's call dad and and um, see what they're doing, see if they want to meet and grab some lunch. So Called dad, and he's like, hello, like, what are you doing? He's like. Rusty just killed a turkey. I'm like, hell yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So Rusty got him one too, and they they had um, um, I don't know the full story on it, but they had rode out this gravel road and saw a bunch of turkeys down in the woods, and they went on down the road a couple hundred yards and walked back through the woods, and Rusty called that bird right up, and I think it, I think they had set on the same tree, and I think Rusty had said, if it comes up on this side, I'll shoot. It. If it comes up on that side, Jack, you shoot it, and it come yeah. up on Rusty's side. So they were about the same birds. Uh, both of them had about eight inch beers, maybe. Uh, maybe half inch, seven, eight spurs, not real, not real big, but man, it was what an awesome day it was to hunt that Wednesday morning. And, and, uh, I hated, I hated it run Blaine's hunt that morning, but, um, never knew that was going to work out. And I just had kind of told myself, you know how, you know how you're hunting and you tell yourself something and you don't really do it. And then something else happens. Has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah. I had just told myself, you might want to make a move in case this bird just shows up. And it was like two seconds before that bird came. And sure enough, man. I just like to have a camera on my face when he gobbled. So we go back, we go grab some lunch, go back and clean them and do the whole thing. And Blaine said, I said, where do you want to go? He said, let's go back in there on that bird we messed with Monday. He said, we know it's staying in that same area. So we get back in there and um, this is the bird close to camp. We get back in there and we're walking up this hilltop and we wanted to get on the high point so we could look down in that meadow. And when we did, me and Blaine sp- split up. I went off the right side of the hill. He went off the left in case that bird was up there and he made a move left or right. Because I'm telling you, you have to ambush some birds. I know it sounds terrible. This Thursday. Uh, no, this is Wednesday. Afternoon. Yeah, Wednesday afternoon. Okay. And you you have to ambush, his, ambush those birds a lot of times. And I know that sounds bad, but a lot of the guys we talked to that were hunting, you have to do that. You just have to get in front of them. There's so many birds there that they're not they're just not too responsive to calls. So, anyways, we come up over that hill, and me and Blaine meet back up, and Blaine's like, hey, hey, I just saw a mountain lion. And I'm like, uh-uh. I was like, where's that? <laughs> He's like, it's over there, and it was headed that way. And I'm like, let's keep an eye out for that son of a gun, you know. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I was going to waste one of them rogues on it, but we just kind of keep an eye on it because we were calling a little bit here and there. A mountain lion. Yeah. You ain't told me that. Yet. Yeah. You said, so you didn't get to see it. No, I didn't get to see it because, again, we were in that, that those woods that were like 12 foot tall, and you could see in between those pines. It'd be like hunting in South Georgia with no gr- undergrowth, and you could just see them going through oh. it. Yeah. So we 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 sat back down. We're sitting there, sitting there. About I don't know, maybe an hour pass. I look over on the hill. Here comes a coyote. 
Coyote come by. And we've been calling stuff, you know, so I'm mm-hmm. waiting on something to pull up and attack us. But, again, have you ever seen the squirrels out there? Have you ever noticed them? The I ain't never been out, to Idaho's. So. Well, the squirrels out west have like a chop top tail, and I don't know if they like they're different. Like they don't, they're not real tree climbers out there. They stay on the ground like, um, like chipmunks, huh. and they build nests in, in the ground. But they're squirrels, and they got like about a three inch tail. Uh huh. Yeah, and they're they squirrels. Uh, they look a little grayish, brownish kind of looking, kind of cedar yeah, squirrel I'm, I'm sure, or whatever I'm they sure call them. I'm sure there's something different. Um, and they're real noisy. They make a real. Um, <laughs> Oh, like every other squirrel we've ever no, seen. No, they don't. They don't like bark. They like whine. And man, if you get if you get close to where they're wanting to go, they will irritate the piss out of you worse than a squirrel at home. So, anyways, we're sitting there, and we strike this bird up, and we 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 believe it's the same exact bird, and he's probably about six hundred yards up against some bigger timber, and we kept going back and forth. Should we? What should we do? Should we go back and get on the dirt box? Was it like that? Um, yeah, kind of. What does it say? It says it's a northern Idaho ground squirrel. Yeah, I that guess. That may have been what y'all saw. I guess that's what it is, but they're everywhere out there. Sure enough. Kind of like that? Yeah, but they don't have that. Ta- they don't have a tail. Huh. Like a chipmunk. Yep. Well, that's pretty cool. And they got big holes. And- I just looked them up. If anybody wants to see a northern Idaho ground squirrel, make sure you go look at it. Don't let me forget thing. to go back to that story about that noise. Do- I, I've done been waiting on that. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually, I was actually gonna. Uh, when you get done with Wednesday, or excuse me, Thursday, let me know when yeah. before you go. Well, on we're on Friday. we're on Wednesday, but so I go. We go in there. We hear that bird, whatever, and that bird's up there. Just he, he keeps cutting me off, and I'm Jake yelping to him. And me and Blaine decided, let's go back to the motorcycles. Let's make a pass around there, and let's try to sneak around on this service road because where he's gobbling at, there's a service road. All of a sudden, halfway down the hill on the other side, again, this is 500 yards from us, I see him. I said, right there he is, and he's strutting, and he's coming down the hill. I'm like, this bird's coming. And all I'm doing is Jake yelping. I got my mouth caught. I'd blew the trumpet, nothing. I'd blew the tube call, nothing. We hit a pot call, nothing. And I started... And I started um, doing that Jakey up and man every time. Boom, boom, boom. And I back up, and Blaine gets nestled down in this, like, looks like a Christmas tree. Blaine gets nestled in it. There's a Christmas tree in front of him. I mean, he can shoot left or right. He's just backed up in it. I back up on the hill, call. This bird comes down to this meadow, and he just he goes down the road. He goes back up the road, and I'm like, crap, what is this thing doing? I'm like, let's go sneak down here. So I slide down the hill to Blaine. And I'm like, let's go sneak up on this bird. Let's go right up on this point and uh, see if we can sneak down to him. And no more than I got that out of my mouth. <sighs> he's right there in front of us. And I'm like, get ready, dude. He's almost here. And that thing pops his head up, full body. Blaine's like, I got him right here. He's like, he's 80 yards. I can't do nothing with him. And he strutted and strutted and strutted and gobbled and walked down the hill in front of me. And I got perfect footage of him, man, but we just could not get it to come together. So evening went on. We watched that bird go down the hill, and he had a couple of jakes with him, and uh, no hens. Went down the hill. We're like, you know what? That bird's gonna be right here somewhere. Let's get out of here. Let's get back in here in the morning. The next morning, Thursday morning, is by far the coldest morning. It's like twenty-seven degrees. Yeah, you told me that when I talked to you. That was <laughs> really the only time I talked to you. You said it was. I think Cody and I both talked to you on Thursday, yeah. and, and trying the, to get an update on you and everything. And the weather, the weather was really good. Um, but um, 27 degrees in April for a Georgia boy. Well, the weather was really good up until that morning. Like, it was cold a couple of other mornings, but that morning it was a real heavy frost. 
we got in there at 27. Do you want to do that shooting you straight real quick? Yeah, let's go ahead and throw shooting yeah, straight in there. Well, I get on Thursday. This week's Shooting You Straight brought to you by land specialist Cal Hardy with Whitetail Properties. If you're looking to buy or sell land in the northwest Georgia area, give our boy Cal a call. 770-296-2163. Day or night. Well, I mean, the Shooting You Straight for this week, I mean, there won't be a better question to ask than, uh, Nicholas, tell us what that noise y'all Well, you know what I thought, I thought about doing was, is I thought about, you know what, let's, let's take that and see if anybody could figure out what that noise was. I know Cal would get it right because um, he would just he would just know. Don't do that. Leave, don't leave him <laughs> hanging. I want to hear that. I gotta I gotta hear what that is. But uh, it's it's a it's a it's a grouse that makes that noise, and he's drumming like a turkey. Really, dude. It let me let me let me play it real quick for you because you're gonna die. Okay. And and, and I didn't know this. I thought it was Grandpa's old tractor down there being. <laughs> Let me turn that down real quick. Try to play this to YouTube. Um, but I thought it was Grandpa down there working on his old tractor. Mm-hmm. And I kept hearing it, kept hearing it, kept hearing it. When Rusty got up there, he told us. But it's a rough grouse drumming. Let this ad get through and I'll let you hear it. It's unreal, man. And all you do, and we never spotted one. I wanted to see one doing it. Put it up there close to the mic so the people can. coming y'all I did exactly <laughs> what that sounds like like an old ADN tractor <laughs> wow that's pretty doggone, and y'all never seen we, one. We never, we never seen one. You're right, Cal would have known that one. <laughs> but they, they're drumming because it's kind of their same time of year, like a turkey. Wow. And and I had to remember faintly hearing them in South Dakota, but I guess the numbers are so much better in Idaho. But um, that was that was cool, man. And mm-hmm. we tried, we tried and tried and tried and tried to find one. And like you could hear him, and you'd me and Blaine would be looking for him because I was wanting to video it because he gets that old chest up there and works in wings so fast. Wow. But um. How amazing is it that there's that much wildlife and still a place like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, just birds going around. We saw pheasants, wild pheasants. I mean, you see those just coyotes, mountain lions, elk. I mean, all those turkeys. I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, we well, don't take see that a boy, at home. Yeah, take a boy out of the east, you know, southeast, and put him out in the west. I mean, and that truly is the west. I mean, you spent, what, seven days in probably – prettiest place you'd ever you'd ever be in you think um probably so i mean yeah for the most part the most wildlife you'd ever seen yeah oh yeah yeah just not for around here and and you know <laughs> so the only, th- only thing i didn't see that i wanted to see i didn't want to see a mama but i did want to see a moose yeah and did you see that storm whoa wait a minute hold on why, why, why everybody you? says if you see a mama moose because right now they got their babies yeah get away really as fast as you can really they say a lot of times those baby those uh Female moose can be um, more dangerous at times than like a, a grizzly bear. Wow. Because they're protecting their young. And I actually saw a guy on the airplane on the way home, and he saw a mama. He come around a road, and there was a mama and, and a little one there, and he just backed up. 
And he said they stood, she sat there and stared him down for a little while and then went on in the woods. But we saw a track out there, and I put my foot next yeah, to I it. Yeah, I saw it. I wear a 14. Post. <laughs> yeah. And that, th- that thing's huge, man. And that was a, a moose track. Yep. Yeah. And Dad saw a porcupine. Really? Yeah. He was just, he was, he was blown away. I, I bet he was blown away. He's like, that looked like that. somebody cut the top out of a pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're into Thursday. I mean, you've, you've had an amazing experience already. I mean, you've, you've killed a turkey. Um, Rusty's killed one. Had Jack had any opportunities or close calls or? So him, him and Rusty had missed one before okay. Rusty killed his. Okay. Um, just kind of up and shot i don't know the whole story but i got a, i got a pretty good one about him so thursday goes along and wednesday i got my bird killed rusty got his we called that other gobbler in a little bit too far to take a shot and and i and blaine i was was wanting to get blaine one and i said where do you want to go he said let's let's go back in there after that bird we got him roosted we know where he's at again get up thursday morning it's 27 degrees we jump on those dirt bikes Take off and we got probably a three mile ride. You about froze my fingertips because my <laughs> I got the fingers cut out of my index and my thumb yeah. on my right hand froze to death. And uh, that was your throttle. Hey, by too. then though, I'm getting pretty good on that dirt bike. So <laughs> <laughs> now we went. You know, if it was a, like a dangerous spot or a lot of water or something like I, I, I shouldn't say dangerous. They wasn't nothing dangerous, but if there was like some ruts or it was, it was real wet from the snow melt, I would let Blaine go in front of me so I wouldn't hold him up. So we get Would back. Would you get off and like push push the bottom? No, let me tell you this. So, um, the first day we were there, we walked out, and there's an old train track there, and it was just a wooden – they had took the tracks off, so it was just a gravel road, and then when you got to the creek, there was a wooden bridge, so it was it was just slats, and they were open, and it had – in the middle, like you could drive a bike across. It had two – basically like six by sixes pushed together. And I told Blaine – I got it on my GoPro. I told Blaine, I said, if we bring those dirt bikes over here – my ass would be pushing it across there. <laughs> it was about a 30-foot drop on each side. So oh, man. He's like, oh, you can just ride right across these. I'm oh, like, you, yeah, can. you can. I'm not. <laughs> so, Blaine probably rode a wheelie across <laughs> it. <laughs> so we get in there that morning, and, and we go after those birds. We're going to slip in there way before daylight. Get down there, and that bird is not there where we thought he was. But we hear one. Hear one gobble down off to our left. And then I'll be dang if one didn't gobble back towards the motorcycles. Oh, God. So we go down there, set up the bird. Nothing comes up that where we was at. We make a move. By then it's uh it's it's approaching ten o'clock, and we start walking out, and we're gonna go try to get on the bird that we'd heard that morning. So as we're going out this clear cut, we bump some other birds down off to our right, and we come around this road bed. And when we did, I turned around, and you can see way up this hill, and I turned around and I take a leak, and. Blaine's still walking a little bit, and I turn back around, and Blaine's on one knee, and he's looking through his binoculars. And if you don't have binoculars out there, you're not just gonna you're gonna kill, you're gonna hate yourself. Blaine's looking through his binoculars. I was like, if he's looking through his binoculars, he sees something. And up on that road where the clear cut met the pines, the tall pines, there was a like a part of the road there, and it looked like somebody had matted a slope, and you could see on that gravel road. And I threw my binoculars up, and that gobbler was just up there fanning. Back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, holy crap, we got to get up there to that bird. We're 300 yards from that bird. And we make a walk around, and the bird never never saw us. We go around. 
Lane's like, I got to take some of these clothes off before we walk up this hill. <laughs> so he strips down, gets comfortable, and I said, well, let's go up this drainage ditch. And I said, this is going to be a three-stopper for me. It's pretty steep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we start walking up through there, and we get about halfway up through there, and I was like, you just take off. I'm going to sit here and video. I was like, when you get up there and you feel comfortable, just turn around and I'll call. So I get up there. And, or he gets up there in front of me and it's just it's just oh you know how they when they clear cut something they just leave timber and brush and everything so he's up there crawling through that crap and let me back up to the the day before we went out there blaine is a competitive person with his brother and they were racing in his yard and blaine sprained his knee oh. <laughs> and hurt his ankle so he's going up that hill and he's hurting whatever so i get up there or I get I get on up a little bit more, and Blaine tries to jump up on this log and can't get up on it. So he has to slip around. He's trying to be super quiet because we don't know where those turkeys are. So I see him get up there, and I got the GoPro running, and I start whipping, whipping, and and I'm like, no, I didn't hear nothing, I didn't hear nothing. So then all of a sudden I just do it again, and then I yelp a little bit, and wow, he gobbles right in front of Blaine. I'm like, dude, this one's about to die. Yeah. And so I, I go over there and I get the big camera going and I, no more than I plop down on the side of that hill. Boom. And I, I yeah, I took off running up there and that thing was flopping. And, and, uh, so we got that one. That man, what a, the only thing I messed up is I lost the footage on that when I got home on the closing on that bird. I got the, I got the video of him going up the hill and him shooting it, uh, or not. He don't, you can't see the shot. You can hear the shot. We do the closing, man fantastic view i mean big mountains in the back got snow on them just open clear cut we took the time to cut all these limbs and hang this bird up but when blaine gets up there when he crawls up there on his belly he's trying to breathe because he's wore out yeah and he's up and down and there's a hen standing in front of him and that gobbler comes around the corner but before he saw that gobbler they left a skitter tire up there in that road <laughs> so the first thing blaine saw was that big black sp- yeah, skitter tire so we got that man and 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 i know it's gonna break your heart but we didn't do the wheelie i know i was we, i was i asked that i asked you and you're like no we had to get out of there so we we got back we got back to the dirt bikes and we rode it out but we didn't we didn't do that and for anybody that don't know what we was planning or what nick was planning and i was so excited to see was blaine's he's pretty good on any kind of four-wheeler or dirt bike i mean i've seen him ride a four-wheeler uh, on the back tires as, as far as you can see and nick said if blaine kills one out there on one of the motorcycles he's gonna ride a wheelie in it i was like Man, when I asked if you didn't do it, I was so upset. I think so. you would have had the bike been a little bit bigger. I think he was a little bit worried about that bike being a, too small. Yeah, that's a, that's a and Blaine's a large fellow. I mean, yeah. he's a pretty healthy boy. I mean, they they held us good, but anyways, but we got in there, we got back to camp, and and he was he wanted to get his mounted, and we had never skinned a bird. I never skinned a bird like that right, for right. a mount, and um, so. We were going to practice on the one me and Rusty killed, and we're like, heck with that. We won't do it. But me and Blaine watched that video of Tanner Burns skinning it out. Mm-hmm. So we went to town, grabbed some lunch, come back, and um, I videoed the whole thing of Blaine skinning it out. And it was awesome, and it took a while. But lost that footage, so we don't have that. Um, oh, you lost that too? Yep, but I got a backup. I got a backup. Got a backup. Setting up there on the hill. We're sitting there doing the closing. We're propped up. We're talking. We eat our Rice Krispies treat. Gonna call dad and see if he wants to meet for lunch. Call dad and he's like, Y'all get one? I'm like, yeah. Did you? He's like, Nope, missed it. He's like, I shot it for 50 yards and Rusty ranged it and it was 80. <laughs> 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 he's like, It came out. 
He's like, there was two of them came out, and he's like, they started going another way, and I wasn't waiting. I was <laughs> oh, like, Jack, sent one. <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> I was like, did you not see how far that was? Now, Jack's shooting probably a 12. Is he shooting, he's a, shooting 12? a 12? gauge, yeah. yeah three with, inch, yeah. With probably just old Walmart shells or something. <laughs> yeah, some number fives or something like that. But uh, he was he was tore up. He's like, I can't believe I missed, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, don't be negative. Don't worry about it. I was like, your, your time will come. And he never got a chance the rest of the trip, and – so we got that one skint. We put them in the freezer, and um, let's see. That afternoon, what did we do that afternoon? Oh, we took the motorcycles back in there. Um, got on another bird. He wouldn't cooperate to come in, and then that was that was about the end of Thursday. Um, Friday, we go back to the spot where I had killed a bird, and that this was going to be the last day for us because we had to fly out Saturday. We go back in there and um, to where I'd kill my bird because we knew there was plenty more. So we get on, we go back to this hill, set up, and there's another bird back behind us on this like we thought he was in the meadow. He ended up being on this road, and we went in there after him. When we did, the bird gobbled his freaking head off. But when we got up close, what we thought was close to him, he ended up having other plans. He got with hens. So that rocked on for a while. We sat there and talked, and we made our way back over to that meadow where Blaine was going to sneak down there on the other turkey. And we sat there for about an hour and shot the breeze, never heard nothing, called, called. So Blaine said, I want to walk back down in that meadow and see what it looks like. Like, we know, we heard birds down there that morning. We know they're there somewhere. Let's see if we can sneak up on them. So as we go, we go down there, walk through that meadow, big green spot, and the net, the meadow go, we're like, let's take this all the way out. It goes all the way out to the truck, but it narrows up real bad. So we go to walking this logging road down. And we walk, we walk, I don't know, five, six, eight hundred yards down this logging road, get down there, and there's some snow on the left side. And I told Blaine, I was like, stop. And there's a gobbler and a hen in that snow over on the left. And all of a sudden, again, some of our luck, a tree falls a couple hundred yards down on down the thing and makes the loudest, awfulest noise you ever heard. Big one. Big one. So those birds just kind of scurry up through the woods. When they did – Blaine is behind me and looks to the right, and the right is the clear cut going up to the hill where we would walk in from, from the truck. And he goes, there goes a gobbler. And I'm like, where? I don't see it. And then I picked it up. So Blaine drops to drops down, lays on his belly on the side of that clear cut. I get down just on my knees, and he said, and he says, call and see if it'll come back down here. I started calling, started calling, nothing. And all of a sudden, he goes, right there's a hen. And the hen was on the left, and no more than he said hen, I said, right there's a gobbler. And he was 40 yards from me. And I had already bought me another tag. Blaine had bought him another tag. I clicked the safety off. Turned, I had the red dot on. I said, you want it or me? He said, go ahead if you got it. And, man, I put the bead right on his head and shot and missed. And and I thought I'd hit it at first for just a second, and I was going to pull the trigger again, and my dang Benelli jammed. Oh, jam, jam, Nelly. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Dude. I'm gonna. Have, there's gonna be a lot of beep beeps on there, and I and Blaine stands up again. I'm on my knees freehand, and Blaine stands up, son, and takes his Benelli and unloads it. <laughs> and between his second and third shot, I was able to get my shell out and get the or get the, uh, get it pumped back in there, and I fired one off of it. And that bird's still going, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we we shot five TSS wide open right oh, there. $50 shot yeah. to hell. But 
I beat, you know, beat myself up, of course, like anybody would. But, I mean, I guess you're going to have those days, man. I was just glad I had one under my belt when I missed. I guarantee you, if you'd been the last day and missed, that would have been a kick right in the nad. So, we walked back to the truck and had some good conversations. And, you know, like I told Blaine, it, it's, it's, not the, it's not the shooter. It was the gun. Anybody that disagrees. <laughs> but, um, nah, we had a good time, man. We get back. Um, Rusty takes off. We we say farewells, and he heads back home. He's got to go home. His fun, his son's playing football, and we head back out for the afternoon hunt. Me and Dad and Blaine, and get on some birds and hear some, and try to make moves on them, man. But they just didn't want nothing to do with us, and that was basically the the wrap up for the Idaho trip. So we took three birds out of four of us. Um, three misses, I guess you can say, maybe four misses if you include Blaine chucking his at it too. So, um. <laughs> So, it was it was a fantastic trip. So there's a story that we've left out of this somewhere about Jack. Well, the, the it was just a story about him missing at oh, 80, okay. 80 yards, you know, <laughs> okay. and him thinking and and at, at the time when I'd made that you know made that story on there and, and it was a lot more funny because the way he was talking and beating himself up and I, I don't know it was it was it was just it was funny a lot funnier at the time I guess but him just taking that shot at eighty yards. Well, and, you'd have to know Jack. I yeah, mean, yeah, he, yeah. Ain't, he ain't one to let let no uh, grass grow under their feet if he's yeah. got an opportunity at it, and he was getting an opportunity at it, so he sent it. <laughs> but man, for him, man, he had a great time. He, you know, he he saw stuff that he's never seen before. He he took that trip and was able to see stuff, and and you know, I hope he, I'm hoping he's able to get out and do more of that. Um, now that he's retired. Now that he's retired. and All that and time sit, he spent down there at the beach paddling boats and stuff <laughs> with the boys, that kept him in shape for that. So and, and just see different parts of the country, and that goes for anybody, you know. Don't let it hold you back because, you know, it, it can get expensive, but, you know, there's plenty of public land out there, and you can just do it yourself. And, and I'm the worst person about When I go somewhere to a new place like that, I want to know everything about it. Yeah. And this year I told myself, I was like, because last year when I went to South Dakota, I had dropped like 40 pins where I wanted to go on hunt stand mm-hmm. and when i get there it don't look the same right. so i told blaine this year i said when i when we go to idaho i'm not going to do that i'm not going to yeah. drop those pins and because you get your hopes up to go look at a spot and it's not what you think it is looking at a map so you just got to get out man and hit those roads and find them and you know there's birds there they're not they're not easy to call and so we get up saturday head back and and just so everybody knows we skint those birds out rested them out um fanned them out we put blaine's whole we skinned his whole bird out because he's gonna get it mounted we put in that freezer mm-hmm. and put in our check-in bags not one word said on the way home on the airplane got home and they were still frozen and i guess because you're such a high altitude in yeah. that plane in the bottom yeah they were, they were still frozen when we got home and then um for everybody that knows dave owens and drew owens we got to the airport and we're sitting there and i had saw drew's story about him being on an airplane and not thinking much about it, but when we were in Nashville, we talked about them being in Idaho hunting. And uh, we're sitting there waiting to board our plane. Well, it just happened to be the plane that was coming from Atlanta to Spokane. And we were taking the plane back from Spokane to Atlanta. And come walking out of the terminal there was uh, Dave and Drew. And they come over there and Blaine said, there's Dave and Drew. And I was like, hey, boy. And uh, they sat there and shot the breeze for about 15 minutes, kind of picked their brain on what the birds were doing and how they were acting. And um didn't take them long. They went the next day and popped two. So yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. They were, they were, I think they went to Washington first, but um, good to run into people like that. And we rent some other guys. And and we met another guy. I, I kind of left this part out on Friday night. We went to this restaurant and um, ran into a guy in there. He came in, asked us. We had our camouflage on. 
he started talking, super friendly guy, invited us out there to go elk hunting. He would pack us in on horses and all this. He was a cop up there in, I think, Lewiston or something, and super nice guy, man. And um, I don't know if you saw that Facebook message. I did. Did you see that? And then uh, Blaine ended up buying his dinner, and um, I didn't even know it. We got back, and I saw that Facebook message. We were sitting at the house, and I was like, did you buy that guy's dinner? And he's like, yeah. And uh, I said, that's nice of you. And I said, I'm sure he appreciates that. And didn't he? I think he followed the, the show on Facebook. Yeah, I, I, We got a message from him. I yeah. saw the message, and then I saw a follow from yeah. him. So that's pretty – I tell you, man, then that's the one thing I think about the traveling. You know, we've talked about this time and time again between you going out west and, and Waddy going out west and people seeing, you know, stuff from up north that I go up there hunting or whatever. It's so cool to see how – we almost get more interaction from those people we've met on those trips and people we know in our whole life around here. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I ain't calling nobody out, but it's 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 pretty doggone neat to be able to go on those trips. And I mean, gosh, we got, you know, Dedinger, Jeremy, he's every single day. We hear from him, whether he's liking a story or anything. And I think Cody met him on a plane. And uh, a guy that we uh, shared his his wife's turkey the other day. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Josh Perry. Yeah, I mean yeah. he he was uh, he yeah. met Cody, you know, and and or no, he met he you met me in yeah, South Dakota. South Dakota. So yeah, and and you know, um, I met a guy on the airplane from Pennsylvania. Um, Did you ask him to hunt with a flintlock? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> he's actually from uh, he's actually from um, South New York, and his wife's from Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, he moved down there to live with it, live close to his wife, and super nice people. Within probably thirty minutes of talking to him, she gives me her number and his number, and said, "Anytime I want to come to Pennsylvania turkey hunting, the invite was there." That's amazing, I mean, man. He's I mean, up in his sixties; he's retired, and um, so Pennsylvania might be getting put on the map. <laughs> he said it's very hard hunting up there, in which we've talked. You know, we've talked to a lot of other people, but yes, I did ask him if he shot a flintlock. He said he did a little bit. Um, Again, told him about our boy RP on the on the mission, and he thought that was cool. And I don't know, man. It's, like you said, it's just great to go out. And you meet these people, and and the hunting industry is just so small, and not just the industry, but just the just people out in the hunting will just invite you in to do whatever. And there's more opportunities out there, and and I, and I think people should take take a hold of it while they can before they get too old, yeah, and they can't do things like that and can't see the world and. You just know, go. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, if, if if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably wouldn't go out there and hunt things. But that gives me a way to see the world. I'm I'm not a, I'm not good at I'm not good at vacation. Like I'm good at like going to the beach, hanging out, eating, and hanging out by the pool because that's what my wife wants to do. But I'm I've got to be doing something. Yep. And to go out and be able to step in the woods and hunt and see country and see stuff like that. And the last afternoon or last morning we were there, me and Blaine were set up against this, backed up against this log. And, um, like you didn't hear a car. I was like, you didn't, you didn't hear a train or airplane or nothing. And I said, I've been to some of the like most secluded places, I guess you could say in Georgia. And it doesn't matter. You can still go to South Georgia and you're going to hear vehicles. Yeah. And I was sitting there against that stump thinking, Man, how peaceful is it sitting here? How quiet is it that people don't even get to enjoy this kind of quiet? Like, you don't hear nothing but animals. And I don't know. people. I wish people would just get off their butts and go more, save money, and um, just go. <laughs> hey, we've said it before. Just go. Um, the, the biggest thing, I mean, 
about the whole trip was getting to, you know, like you said, go eat dad. Um, and gosh, what an amazing experience to get to go with, with, you know, one of your lifelong friends and get to enjoy that. Did, did you ever think about Moose? How, what would Moose have thought about that place out there? <laughs> Blaine, I know at one point, sometime out there, y'all had to popped off. <laughs> well, Blaine had said something about, uh, I don't, he said, I wish Moose would come out here with us. I just don't know if he would want to walk up and down these hills. And, uh, and I said, yeah, I said, I don't know if he would or not. And, and then, um, I think I had made those stories about the birds. And then I think Rachel had posted Blaine's bird on Instagram and uh, Moose had sent us a message. I hate I got to find out through Facebook and Instagram y'all kill bird. <laughs> but, nah, man, I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, if if we can make it work out, don't get me wrong, I want to go to different states and see different things. But that could possibly be an annual trip for us, you know. Maybe not every year, but. You'll be, you'll be back in Idaho. Be, be back in Idaho, man. That was, that was fun. But just don't don't think if you hear this and you're like, man, I want to go to Idaho, call me. Pick my brain. And uh, I get I turn you on to some spots, but don't think just because you go out there and see nineteen gobblers, you're gonna call them in. Because I can promise you that you're gonna have to put in the legwork. You're gonna have to crawl and sneak and plan, and, and it's 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 hard. It's hard, but it's it's good to go to a place that you know there's birds. Other than like South Dakota wasn't that good, and you go there and you hear birds. It's like every ridge out there has a bird on it. So and Friday was the only day that anybody, my dad and Rusty, saw anybody hunting. Me and Blaine never saw another turkey hunter. Wow. That's 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 that's, that's good. Yes, that's real good. Well, and, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the landowners out there said that when they introduced turkeys back in, I'm, I'm probably going to say this, but I want to say he said 1974, 64, when they introduced turkeys out there. I met an old man out there, and he told me that. That they just they just exploded and took off and done very well out there and I believe it. Does uh does the season end there for you pretty much? Are you done for the year? Uh, we'll hunt a little bit here left in Georgia. We got a couple more weeks and we are actually we're looking at Maine, but it's out of our price range, so we may be trying a different state. Okay, it's to be continued. All right, to be continued. Yeah. Well, I've actually been doing a bunch of research and um just trying to figure out where we can afford so. Well, I know that this episode is going to drop rather quickly compared to yeah. most of our episodes, um, so we can kind of update on some stuff that's going on this weekend. You and I will be going down to hunt with the KT team. Um, you know, Jason Beard, Carrie Terrell. Um, it is uh, it is a trip that we look forward to. I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, we are going to drop next week, um, so it'll be the, the Monday after this episode drops, a, um opportunity to win a, a knife made by – the aforementioned R.P. Scritchfield, um, he has made a knife and graciously donated that knife to um, us in a joint effort for our fundraiser for 2022 for the KT team. Um, it will be a, a, a $10 entry per raffle. There's unlimited entries. We're not going to cut it off as, as far as the number goes. We will have a date um, to be determined, it'll probably be somewhere around the end of the month, 1st of June. We'll probably try to do our drawing around the 1st of June, um, but it will be posted on all our social media. Um, 100% of the proceeds from it will go to the KT team. Um, and like I said, RP's donated uh, a beautiful knife that we cannot wait to share with everybody. It is one of his turkey uh, leg and feather blade knives. Um, they auctioned them off at the, the NWTF banquet, and – 
I'm excited to see those boys. I think that's been, you know, I, turkey season for me has been fun this year. I've got to go out and hunt some and still going to try to go a little bit. And I know you and I, we might, we might pull some of that old thunder magic ourselves. We might have a sleeve. They never, you never can tell what might shake out. Me and old Nick get together. On a, it, hey, that might be dangerous. Me and you go on a solo trip together. There ain't no telling what's going to die. Might do a little coyote hunting. Might talk you into that. I mean, just. I can't wait. But I, I, I'm excited to go down and see those guys. Um, and, you know, you've heard us talk about that a lot. Um, they've had an amazing season. You heard it on the previous episode we dropped with Dave, you know, made mention that they've had a great year. And I can't wait to see the gin house. You know, for everyone out there listening, if you weren't aware last year we did a fundraiser um where we accepted donations for the kt team and uh we took that money and we gave it to them and and they spent the the majority i I assume of that money on the house the gin house remodeling it um it's a place that they've remodeled for for the handicapped hunters to be able to stay and and be able to you know take baths and be able to move around inside the house and Gosh, I can't wait to see it. I mean, it's gonna it's, be it's gonna be a great time. I, I I'm hoping we get to hunt with uh, Carrie and Jason both, and yeah, just maybe. we might be split up this year. We hunted together last year. It might be me and you split up be, this year. Might be. I want to see Jason thump one, but um, I hope everybody. I hope that painted a picture for everybody for being out west, and uh, we'll have some pictures posted here pretty soon. And be a video dropping I, in the next. Yeah, few weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make the best video I can. Again, we don't have any kill shot on camera. Um, but again, it's more about the time we had and some of the laughs. And there may be some beep beeps in there, but because <laughs> I got pretty mad when my gun jammed oh, and I, I missed. But did. I bet you did. Um, I don't know. Do you, you think I've done a pretty good job telling trying to paint the story yeah, the best painted, I could? You painted it yeah. fine. I, the way I could almost see the way those logging roads and you painted yeah. it like a swamp and everything. And I just, I enjoy that side of it because now it gives somebody that didn't see it the opportunity to go over to our YouTube page and watch the video. And and that's been the cool thing about this turkey season. Every hunt that you've had, you dropped your public land bird successfully. Tyler and uh, Caleb, you know, did an awesome job on their video. We dropped that out. Cody's got some birds killed. We're going to hear more about that on a later episode. He's going to be dropping video out. I believe there might have been a double sometime on some super jakes. What I heard, I ain't, I ain't calling nobody out or nothing, but there there's some doubles been knocked down lately too. But what a what an amazing turkey season for you know, and we might be wrapping it up on some. I mean, we could top the echelon uh, if we get some of the stuff that we want to get accomplished. You know, this year I think the YouTube I think is steadily growing. I think it is. It's, it's getting better, and and I think every step that we make along the way with the YouTube and I don't think there's no after doing those videos. There's no set way, right or wrong, of doing them. And I think what people will get out of them. And I'm trying to do better about explaining why I'm why I'm set up the way I am, or why I'm calling the way I am. I I don't want to get better about that. Instead of just going out hunting and taking a kill shot, and whether it's right or wrong, whether you want to do it, that's just the way I'm doing it. And and I think once the YouTube starts growing, the podcast will keep growing too, and both of them will grow together. And so, Tyler. You ready to go to Idaho? I'm ready, man. Let's go. <laughs> After hearing that story, let's go. <laughs> I'm kind of wanting to go to Idaho now. It's got me. I'd like to have a grouse. I'd like to shoot a grouse. Have you Have you ever seen a grouse in Georgia? No. No. They're here up in the mountains, they say. But I'll I tell you one thing. Uh, I didn't even mention this, and you'd like this, but one thing that part of Idaho we're in is not short of is white-tailed deer. Really? I ever wear. Did y'all find any sheds of any kind? No, you don't find sheds because 
people hunt those sheds so yeah. much. Yeah. There's so much money in them. Yeah. Like that guy had an old elk horn propped up over there. been probably propped up for like 10 years. Of course, it was a joke, so nobody would think anything bad of him. But Rusty's like, I might load that elk shit up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, those people make, I mean, like those people go in there, and Rusty and them do it too. They'll go in there and watch these elk, watch these mule deer for weeks and weeks yeah, and watch weeks. Yeah, watch them Watch and see where they, they're at. And they just, I mean. Flood them. Yes. Y'all see mule deer. No mule deer in that area. Really? Yep. You got to go huh? south. Um, you got to go pretty good way south towards the desert, I think, part of Idaho. And it's, it's I, I, I could be wrong, but it's pretty hard to get a, or excuse me, a mule deer tag. I don't know about of... mule deer. Elk, I want to say, again, somebody can probably correct me, but the state of Idaho for the general elk tag, they draw 14,000 tags for the state okay. in a year. Okay. Last year, those 14,000 were gone in 45 minutes. I believe that. The guy that I was sitting with on the airplane from Pennsylvania, he applied for his. He got on, I don't know, I think he said he got on four or five hours before it opened, and it opens like 7 o'clock in the morning. He got on there and set and was like number 8,000 when they gave him his number. Ooh-wee. And he ended up getting one, but got a – it ain't just as easy as just logging in and getting it. Yeah. So you got to fight for it. But actually, there's no telling how many elk we saw. I mean, maybe not all hunting, a lot in the fields, because I didn't know this either, but those female cows, they come down in the lowland this time of year, mm-hmm. and they're looking for places for the babies. Okay. So they you'll see a lot of cow elk down in there. But um, Rusty said that area we're in, even though we thought it was a lot, said the numbers were down. So I can only imagine if you go somewhere the numbers are up. But. Jeez. Well, I, I know you you had an amazing trip, and I can't wait to you know hear what the rest of the, the season holds because it's been a it's been a special year thus far all the way around. Um, I mean, we've had some. Gosh, I tell you what, and I'll say this: since deer season ended, you know, and we usually have a big lull um, for for us. Um, Turkey season, yeah, it spins up, and it, but this year it just spun up so much different to me. I mean, it seemed like it's here and gone. I mean, I usually dread talking turkey hunting, and I, I won't shout him out on Matt Van Sice fired me up about <laughs> turkey hunting right off the rip. I mean, I enjoyed the conversations we had with him and everything, but in, in everyone, but you know, we've been doggone turkey hunting and coyote hunting, and just it's been a game rich year. And I, you know, we've, we've said it before, you and I've talking. Uh, I believe we adopted some natural-born killers when we got so old Tyler I'm, and Caleb to come with us. I that's mean, what I'm thinking. Well, Cody couldn't kill a turkey by himself to save his life. He, old Tyler had to call him one in. So. Oh, I don't want to ruin that. We'll, yeah. get on that. we'll get on that next week. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, that's it That's it for me. Have you got anything, final thoughts on Idaho? Go if you can. Just Yeah, just go if you can, if you can afford it. And um, you don't have to go for a week. And, again, if, you want, if, you're, if you're looking at going – and you have any questions about, hey, what does license cost or how do I get my tags or where where would you point me in the right direction to hunt, just holler at me. I may not give you the exact hill that I hunt, especially if I decide to go back next year, but I'll tell you, you know, roundabout area to go because there's, again, there's so much public land that you're not going to have a problem. But I'll tell you what, man, if you can get your hands on a, on a dirt bike, that's the way to hunt out there. Be hard to pack one in on an airplane. <laughs> It'd be hard, but a lot of them places will rent you one out there. That's cool. So if you could do that, I would recommend. You made mention the Airbnb y'all stayed at. 
would they rented they did they yeah. did i couldn't afford them but um but <laughs> yeah but uh it's it's i don't know just go just go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, for everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for coming back and listening to this episode. I'm glad Nick's back in town. I've been missing my old buddy. We went a week without doing a show, and that ain't happened very often over the last year and a half. I was, I was actually over here walking around outside the back door one day just by myself. And I'm <laughs> I wish you'd cut grass. <laughs> yeah, I could cut, chop the grass down. But y'all stay tuned for what's coming up next week. Um, you'll see the drop for that, and and we would be, you know, so thankful for everybody that listens to the show to check it out and you know buy a few chances if you would like um on the knife um as i said that's a our fundraiser for the year that we're doing with um uh rp scritchfield and scritchfield knives for the kt team um we're excited for that and i'm excited to go down and see those guys if you don't know what the kt team's all about make sure you go over and check them out uh, to ktteam.org and you can find them on youtube at the kt team so for everyone here at talk about it outdoors we want to thank you for being with us tonight come back and be with us again when you can and remember smile as you go but don't forget mount the members building the foundation of your life starts at the base and the stronger it is the better Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need? Or is your construction site needing a dumpster? Give our buddy Tony at Georgia Junk and Dumpster Rental a call. With services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs, Georgia Junk is here to help with any and all removal needs. If it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside, Tony and his team can surely assist. Servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties, give them a call at 404-406-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk. Clean up the yard in short order with Georgia Junk.